What's up, End Times Church? This is your brother, Nico, and welcome to the Rumble Reverend Podcast. Today is November the 11th, 2021. Here in the United States, uh, it is a holiday. Today is Veterans Day. Today we celebrate veterans who are from past, present, and future. If uh, you'd served in the military... Uh, or whether wartime or peacetime and you were discharged um, with anything other than dishonorable discharge you're considered a veteran but anyway um, I just wanted to talk about this today you know because I'm a veteran Um, I served in the United States Army from 1997 to 2006 and while I was in service, um, I did two tours in South Korea and two tours, or not tours, but deployments to Iraq <clears throat> uh, in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And um, today, I don't know, today I woke up uh, feeling, you know, I my... My flesh was feeling today. My flesh, you know, had me feeling down today. Um, and I just kind of want to share a little bit of that and just talk about, you know, uh, Veterans Day and what it means and and whatever the Lord wants to speak as well. Uh, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Veterans Day here in the United States. We thank you, God, that we get to honor those who served and sacrificed uh, some gave all and and all of us gave some God we just pray we thank you for blessing our country and uh, we pray that uh, that we bless you God we bless you we bless you we exalt your name I just pray Lord I I need help I need you to speak through me and and as to what you want to say in this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so, like I mentioned before, I'm a veteran. I served nine years in the Army. And um, there was a lot of reasons why I joined. Um, I, uh, there, was, there was a patriotic part of it, of course. There was the adventure, the challenge and element Uh, there was also just I didn't see myself going to college right out of high school and I didn't see a way that I would go because I just I was an alright student you know I wasn't that great so I didn't want to go to college I was like I'm done you know I want to get out of I want to leave my parents house learn a job and you know see the world and I got to do all of those things I definitely got to travel a lot. I got to meet a lot of different people. <clears throat> and I got to experience a lot of things in the nine years that I spent in the Army. And at the time when I was in, you know, <clears throat> I, I didn't see, you know, that later on in life, like I, like now, you know, if there would be any kind of benefit. I wasn't expecting anything. I was just going to be done. Uh, with my service and then go back home and find a job and get married and have kids but 
you know, thank God that, that we have uh, the, the Veterans Affairs Department here. And yeah, they're not the greatest, but hey, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm able to get medical coverage um, because of my uh, service-connected injuries that I have. In fact, now I'm considered a uh, fully disabled veteran. I, and uh, it's nice, you know, to have that and, and also offer that uh, to my family as well. Now, to change the subject, one thing that kind of bothers me a little bit about Veterans Day, um, and, and it kind of showed itself, you know, I, I was on Facebook today, and um, in one of the, the groups that I belong to, somebody said, hey, uh, since it's Veterans Day, um, and I was in the ROTC, and, you know, technically I was in the military, can I get like a free meal? And, you know, obviously it's like, no, you can't because ROTC is not considered military service. And so technically, no, you can't go get a free meal. And this is why why I'm pushing so hard on this. Like, yeah, there's a lot of benefit, you know, when you when you served your country and you got out honorably and you went and got benefits through the VA and through your state and, and you get freebies or discounts, you know, those came all at a price, you know, we, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure that other veterans who are listening can agree that all of those benefits came at a price. You know, all those holidays, all of those birthdays, all of those special occasions that I missed, that many people got to enjoy, you know, while I was out in some guard shack or out uh, in some nation or, or away from home on deployment, you know, those, those, that was a sacrifice. Leaving my house, leaving my hometown of San Diego and leaving my parents behind to join the army, that was a sacrifice. Um, going to Korea, that was a sacrifice. You know, spending that year overseas and I, and I did that twice and then the two times I went to Iraq that was a sacrifice I mean to this to I didn't even I didn't come down on orders some people came down on orders and they were they had to go you're on orders you're going they were asking for volunteers and I'm not trying to boast about myself oh look I was a volunteer like no that's just the way it happened you know they 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 had people going and they're like hey we need volunteers we need more people yeah, I'll go. I mean, that's the whole point of being in the military. It's not to get a college education or to go travel or anything. Like that. No, like when when stuff hits the fan, when it's time to put on your big boy pants and, and you got to defend the nation and do what you were called to do, you go do it. So for me, there was a, a bit of a, you know, I'd been in the Army for a long time before I finally deployed. You know, the, the deployments that I had were at towards the end of my my military career. And I just, you know, I'm glad I went because I was trained up, ready to go. But it was a sacrifice. The whole thing was a sacrifice, <clears throat> especially my last tour, you know. My last tour, um, I spent a year in Baghdad. And yeah, I mean, that really sucks. I mean, it's already sucks that you're in the military, you're away from home and all stuff, but then you're in some... 
And, you know, it was making the decision to go down range wasn't easy. Um, but it's a call. It's like, that's the whole reason why you sign up. It's like, it's not to, to see what you can get out of it. And yeah, you can get out of it. But just like, you know, John F. Kennedy said, you know, don't ask what you, your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? And, and that reminds me that where Jesus said that he did not come to be served, but to serve and that we're supposed to follow him. And the way that we follow him is that we serve others. We serve each other. And if you think about it, I mean, almost any kind of job, you're not doing it really for yourself. Sure, you're making a paycheck, you're taking your family, taking care of your family, getting benefits. But like, for example, you know, um, I work uh, at, uh, at Chase Field here in Phoenix. And I provide a service to the people who work here by helping secure the building. And then on game days to help secure the building, especially because, you know, the teams out here, they're the whole reason why this whole building exists. The reason I'm employed uh, by the Diamondbacks is because of the Diamondbacks team. And I provide them a service. You know, it's not for me. It's for them. It's for the people who come to this stadium. And it's for the people who work here. Um, It's for their benefit. Not only mine, but for them. And when you think about it that way, I mean, it it stops being selfish. But so we have to stop thinking about being selfish about how, you know, what can what can I get out of this? Well, what about what could somebody else get out of this from me? What can I do to make somebody's life easier or better? How can I serve them? And we got to get into that mindset of serving and some of, for some of us, it's harder than others. And there's sometimes there's some situations where it's easier than other times. But as a believer, we should look for opportunities to serve other people, not just serve ourselves. You know, uh, we can always start uh, by serving our spouse or serving our children, serving our family and our community and just serving strangers and it could be in a lot of very little, short, small ways, you know, like holding the door for somebody, um, saying good morning, saying hi, things like that. I know it's not really serving, but I mean, you never know what that action may do for somebody. That might ruin, that might make somebody's day. You know, you never know. You never know what kind of what. What people are going through, uh, but it's our responsibility as believers that we should shine our light. We should ask God to give us opportunities and show us how we can shine our light, so that people can give glory to Him, so that people can see God shining His light through us in our life, and so that we can be a salt and a light. So that way. You can show them the way and also make Christianity more, uh, make it attractive. They can say, wow, you know, brother, so, man, this guy here, he's Christian. I mean, just look at him. He's always, even though when things are bad, you know, he's always in a good mood or he's got a, something good to say. Or he comes to work and he's in a, got a good attitude. I never see him on the bad, in a bad attitude. You know, we, we got to do that. You know, also we got to remember, then we go to work. 
We do it as unto the Lord. Amen. One other thing I wanted to talk about is I was reflecting on my service today. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, earlier today in the morning, I was just feeling down. And I really wasn't sure why. I kind of felt anxious. I kind of felt sad. You know, um, my wife put it best. You know, are you feeling like survivor's guilt? And I thought, sat there and thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of do. Don't get me wrong. I mean, thank God that I didn't die. Thank God that I didn't die on the battlefield like I wanted. I wanted... I wanted to die in a blaze of glory on the battlefield. I wanted to die in the army. I wanted to stay in there till I was dead. Um, and when I got the opportunity to go down range, like I'm ready to go and I'm ready to take some people with me. But God had a plan. You know, I, I didn't expect to get married. I didn't expect to have kids. I didn't expect to see my 40s. I didn't have those expectations. I was like, I'm going to be in the military. And since, you know, my mentality was, I since I can't amount to anything, like, at least let me go out like, a, you know, let me go out with a bang in the military. But had I had died in the military in a quote unquote blaze of glory, I had, I would have not known Christ. I would have died in my sins. Had I died on the battlefield, I would have died a sinner and I would have been separated from my God. But God had mercy on me. Somehow, I survived nine years in the army. Somehow, I survived two tours in South Korea. Somehow, I survived two deployments to Iraq. When I've seen so many not come back. They go and they die. Or they go and they're maimed. They go and they lose their limbs. Uh, Or they don't come back right mentally. Much like I did. I didn't come, you know, I've been diagnosed with PTSD because of uh, uh, my service. And it's hard for me to, to admit this because there was a part of me that was like, no, I I was supposed to die. I was supposed to die on the battlefield. I was supposed to die for my country. This isn't the way it was supposed to be. But here I am now. Tomorrow, November 12th, will be my birthday. I'll be 43 years old. When I joined the army 25 years ago, I was 18. And, uh, you know, I'm, but uh, it's just so hard. It's so hard. It really is. Because God had a plan. He had a plan to save me and show me his salvation. And not only that, but reward me with a wife and reward me with children because the Lord says that if if one finds a wife he finds a good thing and that he finds favor with the Lord 
and that children are a reward of the womb. I don't know what the Lord was rewarding me for. He may have been rewarding me for my service. I don't know. This was all before I got saved. You know, I had my children and my wife before I, I got saved. But I thank God that, he's, that he gave me a wife and children. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. You know, when I got out, I was very arrogant and prideful, as many of us in the military come out as. And I thought I was all that and that, you know, the, 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 the country owed me something. But I was very quickly humbled and I was brought down low. And uh, it changed me. It definitely changed me. And uh, I just, it's just now that when I look back, I look back and I see that, that God was with me. God was protecting me. And that now that I'm saved, I see it. I would have not known how good God is. I would have not known God's mercy. I would have not known his grace. I would have not known, most importantly, his son, Jesus Christ. If I had died in the military like I had thought I wanted. So today, I just want to tell my brothers and sisters, those who served in the military or you're married to a military you know, spouse, a veteran, God has a plan for you. And the Lord Jesus loves you. And if you're hearing this, believe it. This is your sign. This is your this is the word that you've been praying for. I really think the Lord loves soldiers. The word says that God is a warrior and describes him as a warrior. And even we're called to be warriors to do spiritual war because we are in a spiritual war and the battlefield is not in this world it's in between our ears and right in our heads that's the war for our minds it's the war for our souls and that's the that's that is the war that we need to really know how to uh, fight we need to uh, train for In Ephesians 6, it says that, that we are to put on the full armor of God, the, the helmet of salvation, knowing that you're saved and will guard your mind. Know that you are saved because of God's word, not because of what you feel, not because of what you think, not because of your latest sin, because if you're saved, ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to grant you repentance, and He will. But don't. But if you you are a new believer, even if you've been a believer for a while, don't let the enemy fool you by taking a headshot and telling you you're not saved. Knowing that you're saved will guard your mind. 
the breastplate of righteousness. You want to call it like almost like a um, a bulletproof vest. That's kind of like the modern day version of the breastplate of righteousness. What does what does that do? What is righteousness? It's being highly moral. Will guard your heart. And the belt of truth. It kind of reminds me of the pistol belt when I was uh, in the military. The pistol belt held everything. Uh, the suspenders went on it. Uh, your 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 uh, your ammo and your grenades went on it. Your canteen went on it. Any of your other special gear went on it. Uh, if you had a pistol, you could put a pistol on it. Um, uh, you can carry all kinds of gear on it. Well, the belt of truth. And we got to gird ourselves with the belt of truth. The belt of truth holds all of the armor together. I mean, even like some will say, well, how does it hold the, the helmet? Well, the only time I can, the only way I could see it is I remember when there were times when we'd be getting a briefing, they say, all right, go ahead and take your helmet off. We could hang our helmet on the canteen or something, but that's hanging off the belt. That's the only way I can attain it. But anyway, then there's the, the shoes of the gospel of peace. There's a couple of things that I've learned what, what this represents. When, if you think about it in the ways of, in the biblical times, when there would be wars, you know, there would be a group of men charging and they charge against another group of, of soldiers that are got shields and they're waiting for impact. And there comes the impact and they're pushing on each other. Well, shoes help you to have grip. Shoes help you to use that grip to push back. And not only that, but shoes make it so that you can go out and go do, and it protects you. So in that way, think about when the enemy comes and attacks the gospel of peace. The gospel makes it so we could push back on our enemies. And then we can go and go out to the world protected by the gospel, protected by Jesus, and go out. Because even the Bible says that how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. Take it out there. There's also the shield of faith. Now, it says that to guard us from the fiery darts, the fiery darts of those lies or those things that you're such a loser. Are you really a Christian? I can't believe you did that. And and so on and so forth. Whatever lies that you're lonely, that you're you know you're you're that you're ugly and all those things, but you gotta have faith. Faith in what? Faith in Christ. Faith in God's word. Jesus is God's word. We have to have faith in the promises of God. Then we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It is the only weapon that we have. And I see so many Christians who do not use the sword of the spirit. They'll talk about, you know, they're feeling this and they're worried about that and they're sad about this. And, and I just have to ask them a rhetorical question. Well, what does God say about this? What does the word say about this? I understand you feel a certain way. You think a certain way. And these feelings are real and these thoughts are real, but they're not always true. Think about it. It's not always true. Sometimes when you feel lonely, you're not really lonely, especially if you're a Christian, because the word says that Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. 
And not only that, if you're a blood-washed believer, you have the Holy Spirit. Therefore, God lives in you. You are never alone. Well, I don't feel him. Well, God made salvation so that it's not based on our five senses. It's based on one thing, and that's faith. So the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. We got to remember the the story of when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Satan knows word too, but Jesus knew the right context. Every time this, every time Satan would would tempt Christ, Christ would fight back with the word. You know, he had tempted Christ. You know, you turn these rocks into loaves of bread. What did Jesus say? Though so he said that. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's how you fight. You use scripture. You want to be in the spirit, use scripture. Pray, you want to pray in the spirit, use scripture. Oh, how do I do that? How do I learn? I would rec- If you really want to learn how to pray, I my recommendation is perhaps read through Psalms. Psalms is a book of prayer and worship. It'll give you language to use when you pray there's been so many times I've I've read the Psalms and I'm like oh oh I know how that feels I know how that is I know exactly and then David being a soldier being a warrior there's some things that he says that me as a former soldier I, I can I can relate I can understand. There's just something about battle buddies. There's just something about when you go through something with someone or you can share in commonality with someone because of an experience that they themselves been through, that you've been through something similar. There's a common bond. There's a bond there. That's why. That's that's why there's that camaraderie with soldiers. Because we, whether you're a marine, sailor, uh, airman, whatever, there's that common bond. That hey, you know what? I left my house. I got treated like crap. I made made it through. I served my country, and I'm out. And we can all relate. We've all been done wrong. We've all worked on days where we didn't want to, where others had the day off. We've been pulled away from our families and we didn't get paid well doing it either. So that's why, that's why veterans get discounts. That's why veterans get days like this. That's why veterans can go to a restaurant and they give them a free meal. Because of all the sacrifice, all the BS all the crap that we went through. Some of us had it worse than others. But nonetheless, treated poorly. Treated and, and, and done wrong. But all, but we knew what we were signing up for. And I just want to remind Christians that when you sign up to be a Christian, it's not, so, not for health, wealth, and prosperity. Not that God can't give you health. He can. He can't give you prosperity and wealth and all of those things. But that shouldn't be the primary reason 
for for you to come to him you come to him because you want him you can want you come to him because you just cannot stand sin anymore and that you feel like there's something missing in your life and that thing that's missing is is God because there's a there's a uh, there's a hole in our heart and it's Jesus shaped and we try to put everything else in that shape drugs alcohol sports cars clothes money work children wife uh, mistress um, whatever we try to throw it in there and try to satisfy and fill in that gap but we can't we can't fill that hole because that void is Christ sized and there's only one thing that fills that that hole that is Jesus Christ let's pray Heavenly Father I thank you for veterans all over the world not just here in the United States but all over the world I thank you for soldiers airmen sailors Marines I, I think I thank you God for all of them for their service and I pray God that many service members whether they're serving now or they're they're out I pray that they that more veterans would be saved as many of them are going through many hard things suicide drug abuse alcohol abuse sexual abuse and they're suicidal and depressed I, I pray God recruit them send your word to them and I pray you heal them heal our veterans I pray that our veterans here in the United States would be treated better, that they would get better medical coverage and more benefits, and they're able to go to school and, and get good jobs and, and find places to live because we have a lot of homeless veterans. And we just pray, thank you, God, for them to be out defending our, our borders, defending our people. And we thank you, God, that we can even say that you are a warrior. Because your word says that you are a warrior and that you fight for us and that the war is not our, the battle is not ours, but yours and the victory is yours. So we just pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your, our Lord and Savior, the Savior of, our, of this world. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, message of the Rumble Reverend Podcast. Uh, one last note, I just want to say that to repent and believe in the gospel, that there is only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. By his sacrifice on the cross, he took your punishment for your sins so that you can know God, so that you can be saved that whoever will believe will have everlasting life that when Christ went on the cross he took your place now live for him and tell others God bless you